The reading this morning comes from John chapter 21, verses 1 to 19. Afterwards, Jesus appeared again to to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, we'll go with you. So they went out and got into the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. The disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and he jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred meters. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish, 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things, you know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. This is the word of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, speak to us through your word, your living word, Jesus. Come teach us this morning so we may live for you. Amen. 
Amen. So now's a good time if, if the children want to grab some of those sheets at the back, um, feel free to do that. Um, I'm going to be talking for the next sort of 10 or 12 minutes. Um, you may want to hang on every word I say. I, I don't know. <laughs> let's, let's see. Eh? Um, well, welcome to summer, everybody. Um, school's out. Um, we've already had a record-breaking heat wave. Um, and many of us will be going away on our holidays in sometime in the coming weeks, looking around. I think uh, some, many of us have already gone away on their holidays. Um, don't forget that while you're away, you can... Um, always check in on our Facebook stream if you want, or you can catch up with our teaching using the SoundCloud link, which is on our website. Um, and now, if you were here last week, um, you'll know that we've paused our Gathered series, which is all about sort of what the church is and what the church is for uh, from the early chapters of Acts. We'll be picking up again on that later on in the year. Uh, but over the summer weeks, we're running this sort of six-week teaching series called Reset. And the idea is that the summer break is a kind of a natural point for us in the year to press the reset button on our relationship with God, on our relationship with one another, and our relationship with ourselves. And the Bible has actually got quite a lot to say about this subject of resetting. You know, people make a, a big mistake when they think of the church as a collection of kind of good people who are better than others or think they are. Sorry, you are wonderful people, by the way. Um, but it, it, that's not the point, is it? The church is a family in which we are deeply conscious of our flaws and our weaknesses of character. And rather than be in denial about that, as the world sort of often suggests we should, put a filter on it, you know, cover it up, pretend to be the best you can. The whole basis of our faith is that we come to a perfect God who loves imperfect people with his perfect love. So resetting is, is one of the most natural and important aspects of the Christian life. In a sense, it's partly what our weekly gatherings are all about. And by doing it, we point people to Jesus and his mission to restore and renew us along with the whole of creation in his glorious image. Resetting is really the story of the Bible. Now, there are all sorts of contexts in life where we appreciate a chance to reset. You probably can't read that, but that's uh, for football fans. This is the time of year that the league tables are reset. Everyone goes back to zero um, and the transfer business is underway. New fixture list is released. Maybe there's a new kit coming into the club shop. There's a promise of a new start, a reset. This is the time of year that all Arsenal fans are really happy because suddenly by alphabetical order, they're top of the table. It's not bad for Luton fans as well because Watford are down in the relegation zone. We always like that. Um, so there we go, the reset of the table. Earlier this year, the England men's cricket team, they had something of a reset with a new coach and a new captain and it bore immediate dramatic results. Four straight test wins after, I think it was one win in the previous 17, something like that. Right now, the Conservative Party are in the midst of something of a reset, which will lead to a new Prime Minister. And, um, you know, in the Sellers household during the long lockdowns. We had, some, we had some pretty rough days, as I know many of you did. And a repeated pattern in our house was somebody saying or doing something unpleasant, which somebody else, that person then reacted badly and then responded unpleasantly. And then we would get involved, which would generally only add fuel to the fire. 
Um, and before you know it, there was sort of blame and threats and rapidly escalating sanctions were being thrown away. You know, that's it. Christmas is cancelled. We're not doing Christmas this year. It was sort of May time, wasn't it? But, um, and it was in one of those moments where the sort of consequences were spiralling out of control. Um, I, I can't remember what caused it exactly. Probably somebody had just walked into a room and <laughs> kicked things off. I think I just banned television for the next 300 years. Um, and Jess just had the inspiration to say, let's just stop a moment. Who wants to have another go at the last 60 seconds? <laughs> and sort of everybody put their hands up. Um, you know, and she said, let's go back and try that again. Let's go back and try that again. And the, um, the sanctions were dropped. Everything that had happened from the last 60 seconds was dropped. You know, plasters were brought out, germline, all the rest of it. Um, and we, we talked about how the situation had gone wrong in the first place. And everyone went, literally went back to their starting places. And we had another go at the whole scenario. And, you know, it was amazing how much things better went the, the second time around. Um, it was great. And after a while, members of our family started doing this kind of voluntarily. Someone would sort of say, can I go back and, and try that again? <laughs> and that wasn't just the kids, by the way, who were saying that. <laughs> um, and it became the sort of essential part of our lockdown life, having the chance to go back and try it again. Sometimes we just need to press the reset button. Now, in today's story from John 21, um, we see Simon Peter, a character who desperately needed a reset uh, and uh, an encounter that Jesus gave him to do just that. So to recap, we're just very, very quickly going to go through the story. You may want to read it more at leisure at home. This is Peter, the fisherman, who John tells us initially accepted Jesus's invitation to follow him. That was right back in chapter one. Peter, who declared Jesus to be the Holy One of God. That's in chapter six. Peter, who told Jesus that he wasn't worthy to have his feet washed by him. It's in chapter 13. Peter who said, even if the others fall away on account of you, I never will. That's in Matthew's gospel. Peter who then, when it comes to the crunch, denies three times that he even knows Jesus. That's in chapter 18. And then Peter who Luke tells us, went out and wept bitterly. You know, in the Gospels, the story of Peter is the story of the rise and then the fall of one of Jesus' closest friends. And in this story, we pick up Peter after his failure, after his betrayal, back where it all started, in his boat on the Sea of Galilee, working the nets. And we see Jesus do a series of things for Peter. So firstly, Jesus directs Peter, throw your nets into the right side of the boat. Replaying one of the first encounters that Jesus had with Peter and the, one of the first miracles that he performed. Secondly, he makes himself present to Peter. You know, once the nets are full, Peter realizes that this stranger shouting at them from the shore, off in the, the dawn light, can only be Jesus. Third, he feeds Peter. Come and have breakfast, he says to him. And they eat, and once he's had his fill, Jesus turns to Simon Peter, and we get this famous exchange. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Feed my lambs, says Jesus. 
Jesus repeats the question twice. Um, Do you love me? Yes, Lord, you know that I do. Take care of my sheep. Uh, Some interesting variation in the language used around that. If you're interested in that, um, look up a good commentary or talk to me afterwards. Um, It's got something to do with Teletubby verbs, by the way, in the New Testament Greek, um, which they're the verbs that end with an eo all the time. Don't worry. Um, Very important part of uh, theological college, that learning about Teletubby verbs. The most important, obvious, well, the most obvious thing here is that Jesus is asking Peter, who denied him three times before his execution, to restate his allegiance three times. So three denials, three opportunities to restate his love and commitment. So yes, the fourth thing is that Jesus sets Peter straight. And then fifth, he gives Peter this task, feed my lambs, feed my sheep, take care of my sheep. So Jesus does those five things and then explaining some fairly grim truths about what's going to happen to Peter, what this is going to cost him. He finishes with the words, that he spoke to Peter the first time that they met. Follow me. Which to me is Jesus' way of saying, let's go back and try that again. We all need to press the reset button sometimes. The joy of being a disciple of Jesus is that we have infinite opportunities to do that, which is good news if you're anything like me. You know, this meal which we're about to share is a reminder of that as well. There's this famous recording of a homeless person singing this old refrain over and over and over. You may have heard it. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. Never failed me yet. Jesus' blood never failed me yet. This one thing I know, that he loves me so. With Jesus, there is always the promise that we can go back and try that again. And I wonder what sort of reset you need this morning. You know, maybe you need a reset with someone. Maybe someone you live with. Maybe someone you work with. Maybe someone in this church. You know, I was reminded this week in a conversation how easy it is for us to carry offense and, and, and never to share it. Instead, to sort of keep quiet, avoid the problem, walk away. But that prevents the opportunity to address the things and to put them right. You know, maybe there's someone that you need to sit down with this week and ask if you can start over. Should we just take a moment? Let's just take a moment now to just be still. Just invite the Holy Spirit to invite, to bring to mind anyone that we might need to do that with this week. And then perhaps you need to have a reset with God. You know, maybe you gave your life to him a long time ago, but you realize that somewhere along the way you've kind of grown distant. Maybe you felt hurt or disappointed or let down by God or by his church. Maybe you have a sense that you've messed up and you've kind of walked away. Perhaps over time you've come to realize simply that your relationship with Jesus is not everything you want it to be. And the invitation this morning is simply to come to him and say, Jesus, 
I want to reset in my relationship with you. I want to start over. I'd just like to finish before we go into um, song and as we move into our time of communion. I'd just like to finish by leading us in just a short time of prayer to that effect. So why don't we just close our eyes and pray. Don't worry if the kids are restless. It's not a problem. So I just want to repeat those words that Jesus said to Peter. Do you love me? Maybe like Peter, you want to just summon up all the love that you can manage. The language suggests that this was something Peter struggled to do. And maybe it's a struggle this morning for you to come to Jesus and just say, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, I love you. Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Maybe you just want to hear those words afresh from Jesus now. Let's try that again. Follow me. So Lord, would you help us now? Would you call us? Will we know your call over our lives to follow you? Knowing that where you lead may not be the easiest way, but it will be the right way. It will be the most fruitful way. It will be the most purposeful way. Thank you, forgive us. Thank you that you set us straight. Thank you that you feed us. Would you renew that in our lives as we come to table now? In Jesus' name. Amen.